Hello, everybody, and welcome to Here's What I'm Seeing, conversations from the front lines of life and leadership. My name is Adam Tarno, and I'm joined today by Jeff Straza and Cynthia Culver. Guys, how are we doing today? Good morning. Good morning. I'm great. All right. So, Cynthia, I've been really excited to record this episode because a couple of weeks ago, I, I forget, what maybe it was after episode nine or ten, Jeff, that we recorded, Cynthia made this declaration. We had turned <laughs> off all the mics, and she was just like, something is changing my life. I know. And I don't know about you. I'm a sucker when I hear people say that. I got like, chills. Right. <laughs> Yes, you haven't recovered from that. No, I'm still excited. And so she then proceeded hey. to explain what's changing her life and just said, we're going to record an episode on that. And so that's what we're going to do today. So Cynthia, what is this thing you speak of with such passion? What is changing your life? Well, it's a single word, and it's a word that I have hated for a long time. All right, tell me, what is it? Discipline. So everybody just went over to the Fresh Air podcast. They just just turned this off. They're not listening to us anymore. But I'm like, hang on, hang on, hang on. I hated that word. Okay, why'd you hate it? I hated it because growing up, I was the girl who had the cliff notes and my mom would come in and it's 930 and have you read that book for your test tomorrow? And I'm like sitting there looking at the cliff notes and I'm like, no. And she would like get mad. She'd be like, what are you doing? You know, and I had never read, I mean, I never studied, you know, in advance, did anything in small increments. It was always this all or nothing mentality. And so discipline, it literally, like it made me feel sick. Like I, if someone told me you're going to have to be disciplined, do this, I just was like, oh no, No. I hate that. So so, you just had this adverse reaction to that word for so long. Jeff, would you describe yourself as a disciplined person? Well, you know, in some ways I think I am disciplined, but I, I can relate to what you're saying, Cynthia. I, I too would sort of find ways, not shortcuts or try to cheat a system, but I, I, I don't consider myself sort of a structured rule follower type of person. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You are. You're very creative. Yeah. Right? I'm kind of out of be, the box. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You want to be a lone ranger with some of that stuff. Yeah. Discipline. Adam, you're, you're disciplined. I mean, come on. I'm a CPA by trade. That's so I right. think that uh, that's that part of it. That says it all. No yes. wonder he's excited about this stuff. I know. <laughs> I love this. This has been changing my life too, Cynthia. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think I'm... Um, here. Here's the way I would describe myself though, is I feel like my discipline, the disciplined Adam works for the lazy Adam. And so me, not the other way around. So mm-hmm. I, okay. I love to be lazy. I mean, honestly, I love to do nothing. Um, and I love to just watch TV. If I just woke up every day and did whatever I wanted to do... It would involve uh, massive amounts of peanut butter, ice cream, Seinfeld reruns, uh, <laughs> IBC root beers, all you know, nutty bars, all all kinds of fun stuff like that. But uh, so that that's what I would prefer to do is be lazy. But I also understand I need to get some stuff done, so I get disciplined so that I can reward mm-hmm. myself with laziness. But yeah. I don't like the word either. I mean, I don't know about you. I think of uh, juicing mm-hmm. and brand muffins. <laughs> You know, budgets and uh, people that give out raisins at Halloween. Spreadsheets. Yeah, spreadsheets. That's what I think about. It makes me feel constricted. It makes me feel like you're telling me there's something I have to do. It makes me feel like there's another authority that I have to follow, and I don't don't really want to do that. Okay, so what changed? How how did you then start to fall in love with this word? Oh, that is a good... Well... so I would say it's changed over time. Okay. It has been a process. It's changed over time. But I would say in the last probably six years, there has been a massive shift. Hmm. And it's come through a number of things, several books that I've read, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But I would say it, it really came through encountering frustration. So even when I started coaching, I started my coaching business, I remember thinking, this is hard. And, and there's something internally when you run up against something hard, if you never learn to push through that, right. um, 
it is a, it, it stops you in your tracks because I can remember being like, I, this is hard. Maybe I just need to quit. Maybe I'm yeah. no good at this. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe I need to do something else. And it, it was hard. So there was an, an internal barrier, like I pushing through this feels heavy and weighty and I don't want to do it. Hmm. So, so then, uh, so you're feeling this, it's hard. And was it hard to coach people or was it hard to build the business? It was well, hard to build the business. Yeah. So to, yeah. To the discipline there, yes. the frustration. Yes. So, I mean, again, so you're feeling this frustration. Yeah. But I'm sure there's also this uh, this motivation of, yes. but I need to earn a living. That's right. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And so so I need to earn a living. And so I, I was listening to a few different books, and I would say, so Grit by Angela Duckworth, yep. and then Compound Effect by okay. Hardy. And um, those two books were life-changing for me because, number one, the Grit piece was I have really, and I, 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 again, it was a process because I wound up doing marathons in my 20s and you have to learn to push through Absolutely. hard there, right? Yeah. And so I learned it in certain areas. But what I realized was there was there was something about grit that that principle resonated with me because that was about specifically learning to push through things when they're hard. Hmm. It's learning to be gritty. It's learning. And so that, that more re- resonated because it was this overall, I realized, I don't like it when I bump into hard. And so I, so then, so then I was, when I was building my business, I was like, this is hard and this is an opportunity for me to learn grit, to mm. learn how to push through, to learn to suck it up yep. and know that this is hard and that's okay. And then the other part of that was the compound effect. And this was also life-changing because I've been an all-or-nothing thinker yep. and I've had to overcome that in so many different areas. The compound effect was small, smart steps done consistently over time mm. equals a radical difference. And that's yeah. his that's his formula, and I think I've got that right. Yeah. But, but that specific principle radically changed because I was always the, okay, I've got to do, you know, an hour of this or an hour of that. And I really, as a a former procrastinator, you know, I I learned to do things in five minute increments. Mm. And I was like, Hey, I can just do this for five minutes. And, and that will, that will work. And so I wound up starting some different habits that over time, I kind of looked up and I was like, I can actually get things done. Yeah. And it was really fun. You know, and the other thing I was going to say is actually what brought this up, I think when you and I were talking about it was my brother and I'd had a conversation and he said, he goes, it's really fun to realize that you have the ability to create a habit in your toolbox. Hmm. So when you learn the skill of creating a habit and creating something and sticking to it, that's a tool that in that is in your toolbox yeah. for any area of your life. Yeah. Which can bring about a lot of hope, yeah, yes. because if there are yes. things in your life that you want to change, and so you could think about habits as I want to stop bad habits or I want to add That's right. new good habits or productive habits, and so That's that right. could give you hope, because yeah. if you've tried and failed a few times, you may go, listen, this old dog is not going to learn new tricks. Well, and I think that's why I get so excited about it, is because it gives me so much hope, and it gives me so much hope for the people I work with. Uh, before we jump in and talk about just how a non-disciplined leader can become more disciplined, because that's where we really want to focus this conversation, hearing more of your journey, because you've got some really simple things in here that mm-hmm. I think anybody can do that are going to be really helpful. But let's talk about this first. What is some evidence 
that you might lack discipline. So let's think about that that leader that's yeah. driving around right now, yeah. or they're on a walk, or they're out doing something, and they're listening to this, and they f- they don't know if they lack discipline. Uh-huh. What would maybe be some evidence that you're struggling with discipline? Yeah, I would say uh, three things, or just at least three things, um, not accomplishing the goals and the things that you want in life. Okay. So to me, that's evidence. Number two is kind of a frustration with yourself, a frustration with not following through on things. And this is really wrapped up in, in the second one, is not not being able to keep your word to yourself. Mm, that's good. So the not accomplishing what you want to accomplish, is that the same as like discontentment? Or would, would somebody being discontent, would that be different, you think? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I think discontentment is the fruit of not accomplishing yeah. things that are important to you. Yeah. So so it could be a fruit of that, yes. Yeah. And it could be, yeah, discontentment in life. Like, you know, you hear people say all the time, I'm not where I thought I'd be in life, yeah. you know? And it's like, okay, well, let's look at that. And so what's going on there? What are you not, where are you not that you wanted to be? And so, so yeah, I might look at it that way. I like that. So you're not accomplishing what you want. You're feeling this, this frustration or feeling uh, maybe even just some shame with yourself yes. would be some some evidence that you're dealing with that yep. and you're not keeping your word to yourself. And and I think what you mean there, let me tell you what, I, what comes to my mind is maybe you are reading a book, listening to a podcast, watching TED Talk, whatever, or you're just listening to a friend over lunch or over coffee talk about a change in their life and you'll say to yourself, I'm going to start to do that. Mm-hmm. But then you don't. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean by not keeping your word to yourself? Is that yes. you have these yeah. ideas and you make these commitments in your mind, yeah. but you I'm never going follow. to get up in the morning and I'm going to read or pray or go for a walk or yeah. a run, and I consistently don't do it. Yeah, I think another version of that is maybe you're doing activities, but you're not getting the full results that you want, and so I think that factors into this discussion here. Yeah, I I um I can be so productive in the 20 minutes right before I go to bed, you know, right. where I'm such a great planner. Right. I mean, I, I have so many things. Oh, tomorrow morning, I am going to I'm gonna knock it out of the do park. this. I'm going to juice, right? And then I'm going <laughs> to exercise. And then I'm making brand muffins. Right. And then I'm going to update my budget. And right. then, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I am like the greatest attorney ever when the alarm starts going off and I can talk myself out of all the stuff that just eight hours before I said I wanted to do with all of that. And so that may be some evidence that you're struggling with discipline. Okay. So how can a non-disciplined leader become more disciplined? You've got three things. I've added one of mine on here. So let's go through your three uh, first. So the first idea or thing that was really helpful here for you was... You need to define what you really want, define what you really want. So talk about that journey with you. How did you define, what was it that you realized, this is what I want? Well, that's a good question. I, I think the example I gave earlier of the the real transformation, I think of really learning to push through happened when I started my coaching practice. But um, I think it has been happening along the way in different areas, yeah. you know, like in, I wanted to run a marathon, I wanted to do a triathlon, I wanted to do some things like that. And so you have to learn discipline. You can't just wake up and go run 26 miles. Yeah. Um, so to define, I, I think it is, I would say you have to look at the areas of your life and say, where am I frustrated? Where do I consistently 
am I frustrated with myself and my life that I'm not doing the thing that I say I want to do? Right. I'm not, I'm really not accomplishing this. I've been talking about this for 10 years and I'm still not doing it. Yeah. I I heard you say the other day with this that um, I think what people really want is they want improvement Mm -hmm. in some area, which is really what you're saying there. Like, hey, I'm frustrated and I want improvement here. And I really, that really resonated with me. And it made, uh, Jeff, you and I were laughing. Uh, It made us think about all the things that are out there in this industry right now to help people improve, right? Like the self-help industry is what, a $9 billion industry or something like that, you know? And um, you were learning about life hacks recently. I was. I was just reading about life hacks, and uh, it's just amazing how many anecdotes are out there about how you can get better and improve things. And and some of them are are helpful and others aren't. But, um, you know, I think sometimes when people are, are comparing themselves to, you know, his or her life and and, and, and it's not inspirational to us because mm. we compare and it becomes a negative experience for us. So I think in right. this discussion, we need to be careful totally. that we compare to those that we aspire to be like in healthy yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. It's not just a, I want to just run the same playbook that person did. That's and right. And I want to be them. No, this is, you can be inspired by people and their tenacity, their ability to fight through right. frustration. Yes. That's a great inspiration right. to learn from people, to learn grit. And things like that. But I, I think you were onto something with that, that what we really want is improvement. And I think that just follow the money, right? I mean, as right. we just said, I mean, that that is real, real numbers. A $9.9 billion industry in self-help, that means that there's a lot of people out there that want improvement. Yeah. To and, your point of who are discontent. That's yeah, right. They're all right. discontent. Yeah. And I love the word grit. I, I think there I are ways too. in which we can leverage the adversity that we've gone through in our lives, not as victims or not as sort of this negative narrative that just keeps ruminating, but just ways that to, we can leverage our adversity to have thick skin and, and, and push through something that's hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that, that can be really helpful just to sit there and just go, uh, so what I want is I don't want to become that person, and it's really that I don't want you know more money or to lose 10 pounds or to get that promotion or whatever it is. What I really want is I want to know that I'm still growing and improving. Yes, and progressing. And progressing. Because yep. yep. I just don't want to feel like I'm stuck in the status quo. Exactly. So that was very helpful for yes. you on your journey. Yes, was, it was very helpful. And I think, too, you know, some of the things when I think about discipline is – and I call it discipline versus what I used to consider, you know, freedom or living in the momentary whim is, is the discipline does produce freedom and joy. Yeah. And, and so going back to the discontent and the living in the moment or the thing I used to consider freedom is it produces usually guilt and frustration. That's right. And, and I think discontent. And yeah. so I think that's an important thing going back to motivation and, and what do you really want? It's like, well, I, I really want to quit feeling like this. For, yes. for me, that was part of it. It's like, I'm tired of being frustrated with myself and I'm tired of feeling guilty for not accomplishing these things. That's so funny. I mean, because that's like a Jedi mind trick right there is that you reject discipline because you think, oh, you're just going to feel boring and no fun. But when right. you don't live a disciplined life in any area that you're trying to improve, that's what leads to you feeling bad, yes, you know. Yes. And when you can start to put some disciplines together, yeah. it produces the emotion that you wanted, that you thought you'd get by not being disciplined. To- and that yeah. is a total—that's a paradigm shift. It yeah. is totally uh, that way. It's you think you're you're being free by not being disciplined, but ultimately you're not. So yeah, reverse. you don't get to the runner's high right away. Right, no. you got to work to the runner's that's high. Right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so the second thing, and we've alluded to it already, that was really helpful for you was a perspective shift. So first, yes. define 
buying what you want. You want yeah. improvement. Now let's shift our perspective. So talk about how that impacted you. Okay. So I think the, when I think of perspective shift, I think one of the the main things that I had to overcome was my perspective on the all or nothing mentality. Yes. And I think I think that was the biggest thing. And I would say this, one of the things when I when I was thinking about this, even this morning, I was thinking, I became a disciplined person. The reason I can say that I am is because I no longer get thrown off course by missing a day or two days or a week of something. Yeah. Where before, if I missed a day, it was like, oh my gosh, throw in the towel, forget it. I didn't get up and do it today. And so it, it all bets were off. I was no longer on this track. And that's where I'm like, that is no longer the case. If I miss a week of something, that's okay. Yeah. Hop right back on yep. because this is the life that I'm living. I'm now living a life of this active discipline, you know, whatever it is, versus I'm trying to grit it out and do this for an hour and a half every day, you know, or whatever. And it's like, no, that's not the point. And so letting go of the perspective of I'm going to go, you know, I mean, I do, I, I coach people and it's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to work out for 45 minutes and pump iron. And I'm like, hey, let's, why don't we start with walking for 15 minutes? And I promise you, people poo-poo that it's not enough. And I'm yeah. like, but you'll never reach where you're trying to go. Yeah. If you try to go the 45 minutes, you know, pump and iron, you know, for four days a week. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. And, you know, this, this perspective shift with all of it or, or the all or nothing, really, what I think about is the days when you wake up in the morning and you're like, today I'm going to eat well. And then you show up at the office or you show up a friend and a Pop-Tart is given to you or a donut, right? So you're right. three hours into your day or not even that. You're 45 minutes into your day. Yes, that's exactly Where you right. said the night before, I'm going to eat well today. And you have a donut and you go, all bets are off, right? All lunch is peanut off. M&Ms for lunch. <laughs> and then I'm going to have a milkshake in the afternoon. And it's just a and pizza for dinner. You're like, it's all lost because of this because one of choice. One thing. And that's where it's like, if you don't overcome that, you can't be disciplined because you're constantly throwing in the towel instead of this mentality of, oh, that is not, that doesn't throw me off course because it's just one choice that's that I so made. Good. I think you're describing a, a, a way just to redirect, redirect. When you yep. when you get off course during the day or during the week, just give yourself permission to to redirect and not be so hard on yourself. I think of another example of leaders that are trying to do better at giving recognition, for example. Yeah. Like, I, you know, they go to a seminar or they hear something motivational and they start sort of sending emails and giving pats on the back and then it wears off and they forget about it. Um, you know, lots of us need encouragement and reminders to get back into a groove of something that's healthy. Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, how many how many leaders have heard uh, the CEO, I think it's Arthur Blank, the old ex-CEO of Home Depot, talk about how he wrote 100 letters a week or something crazy like that, right? <laughs> oh and we've gosh. all been like, that's what I'm going to do. That's right. I'm going to write 100 letters a week. Yeah. And, uh, and then you write two. <laughs> and then you throw in the towel, yes. right? And yes. and that you, what you're saying is no. Don't, right. it, it, don't think about discipline that way. It's right. not all or nothing. It's get back on track, small, consistent deposits over a long period of time. It is. And, and, and even in that example, it's like, okay, so what if I wrote instead of 100 a week, one a day? Or what if I only wrote two a week for yep. a year? Yep. You know, and it's like, well, you did 104. Is that right, Matt? Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, I'm the CPA. I, I, Hold, on. Hang Hold on. on. Let me audit it. Oh yes, my gosh. that's okay, right. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, you did that many. And, yeah. and so you think about that. And then you multiply 104 over five years and look at how many you wrote versus zero. Yep. 
Yes. And that's the yes. thing you have to look out and go, in five years, where am I? Because I walked for 20 minutes, you know, or yep. what, whatever it was. So good. You know? Yep. All right. I like that. So you started off defining what you want. I wanted improvement. There was this perspective shift, trying to get away from the all or nothing idea. Uh, I also have heard you talk about uh, some of, I think Tim Elmore used this language that discipline is a bridge, not a burden. Mm -hmm. And that that was helpful to just reframing the way we think about discipline. This is a bridge to get you where you want to go. This is not a burden to weigh you down. And then the last one, and again, we've alluded to this a little bit, but the last principle that I think is worth noting is, is just start small, just start small. Right. So talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, starting small, I I just, I, I cannot say that enough because the mentality, especially in our culture is go big or go home. And the truth is that will fail you because go big or go home means go all in or don't go at all. And so if you're not in the mood to go big today, then you don't do anything. And I just consistently, I'm like, these small steps done consistently over time, they really do add up. And that's the thing that you don't, and that's why I love the book Compound Effect. It's literally a compound effect of small things over the course of years. Mm -hmm. And the the truth is we're not in a culture of of thinking for the long game. Mm. We're not in a culture of thinking two years out, where am I going to be? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big believer in peer coaching. You know, grab a friend or a colleague and talk through some of these things with right. them and say, hey, is this kind of, am I swinging for the fences here? Does this seem out of my league? Or what, what What thoughts do you have about how I can take some steps and get better at that? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. get a third person perspective. Right. And I think yeah. it'll help you keep balanced. Which does fly in the face of some of the other, you know, conventional business wisdom that's out there with these, uh, these BHAGs, right? The big, hairy, audacious right. goal. Like go right. after, like, uh, shoot for the moon or what is it? Shoot for the stars and settle for the moon. Right. I mean, just big vision and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, you can do that sure. and that can provide some motivation. But the secret of most people's success is just a series of small steps along the way, right. not getting deterred when they have a, have a failure. Not getting discouraged. Yep. Yep. And when just keep it up. Mm-hmm. Just keep it up. And I like going. all that. Uh, again, I think of uh, James Clear. This is how he, uh, he, if we got him on this podcast, he would probably say, yeah, this has been why uh, my book was a, you know, such a bestseller, uh, The Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. And even the, the tagline on that book was, was just these small, you know, these little small changes that have big results. And and that's exactly yeah. what you're saying. I'm sure what, what the guy that wrote Compound Effect was talking about. I think we underestimate right. just how important small little steps can be on trying to change something. So I like those three things. I think it's really helpful. Defining what you want. You want improvement. Shift your perspective. It's not all or nothing. And uh, just start small. Pick a few things. Walk for 10 minutes. That's right. Write one letter. Right. Uh, answer, you know, do uh, maybe start writing in the morning. Um, do some one-on-one meetings with people. Whatever it is, just try to start small. Don't get deterred. If somebody gives you a donut at 10 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. And you ate a donut hole. That's okay. Go yeah. ahead and eat it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm giving you permission yeah, right now. Eat totally. the, well, eat the and, donut. But what's funny about that is even as I listen to you, you're like, write one letter, walk for 10 minutes. And let's be honest, we're all like, really? Is that worth it? Yes. Yeah. And that's I, that's the that's the belief that has to shift. Yeah. Is yes, over time that makes a difference. It and you really have does. to you have that's to good. believe that because otherwise, I mean, I heard you say walk for 10 minutes. I'm like, yeah, that's not gonna accomplish anything. Maybe today, yep. but over time it will. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that's been helpful for me is I'm trying to to write and I set the goal. I try to write every day. I think my streak right now, if I open up my app here that I'll talk about in a second, uh, 67 days in a row. Hey, now. I've been writing. Okay. Way to go. And uh, my goal is to write one sentence. One sentence. That's it. That's amazing. And um, my friend and I, we have, we are on the second draft of a book. 
writing just just trying to get a sentence out. It's going to be a very short book, book 67 sentences. That's, That's right. all it's going to be. <laughs> That's no. all. Um, but here's the deal. When I set the goal at one sentence, there's been a few days where I've written just one sentence. Mm-hmm. Most days I write way more than one sentence. Right. But I'm only setting the goal yes. to write one sentence. And so just starting small. And so does it impact it? Yeah, I think, it, I mean, I'm looking back and just going, I cannot believe yeah. how much content we've been able to produce over 67 days just writing a little bit every day. If I would have set the goal to write a chapter a day, I would have fallen right. off the train, right. you know, a, a long time ago. So I think those things, you know, just more evidence of the starting small can be and, so helpful. And I'm glad that you said that because we were saying, you know, just start with 10 minutes or whatever. It, part of the point is, or, or do something for five minutes is it's just doing something. And some days it's okay to do that, but there are many days, like you just said, where I do way more than that. Yes. And so it's really about starting. Yep. And so that's what you're doing that's when so you good. set the goal for one sentence is, I just need to start. And if that's all I can do today, that's okay. But most days, if I just get started, I will do more. You des- yeah, Cynthia, you described the principle before we started, um, begin with the end in mind. I think that's what that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about here is, is setting the goal or the vision in your mind, and then working backwards, right. setting reasonable goals to get there. Yeah, right. I like it. All right, so the fourth one that I'll add that is mine is just to find some way to track, right? And maybe that's my CPA nature mm-hmm. in me, but uh, but I also know this. Writing it down is really helpful for me to remind myself of the commitment that I made yes. so that I'm not going back on on my own word. And then it provides some motivation. And, you know, the real famous... Uh, Jerry Seinfeld talking about how he would write a joke every day or work on his comedy routine every day. And he had the phrase of don't break the chain. So he literally had a calendar and he would just put an X on the day that he wrote mm-hmm. and he was trying to keep the chain of X's going, right? So there, there is, so that's not new news to write stuff down, but just, I, I, I have found that to be incredibly helpful on my journey of trying to remain disciplined, just writing it down, having some way to track it has been able to be uh, be really helpful for me. So have you guys, do you do that at all, Cynthia? Do you well, write down? I do. I've done a couple of things um, over the years. And w- one of the things is, because I think there are two key things there, is the consistency and the commitment. Yeah. And so recently I, I sort of did an experiment. Uh, it was actually in December where I took a hiatus from what I call gluttony which for me is having exactly what I want in the moment Mm -hmm. Um, instead of just learning to be okay with what is, you know, it's like, I don't have to have the perfect dinner or the perfect thing or the perfect whatever. So for me, it was, I, I spent 30 days just being committed to, you know, you can't have exact, it was for me, it was learning to say no to myself. There you go. And, and so in that there was a, a time frame where I needed to, be consistent with breaking something in me. And for me, it was breaking a habit of just like, oh yeah, you can have this and you can shop and you can do this and you can do that. And so there was a consistency and a commitment that I, that I did just for, I'm going to do this for 30 days, you know, or whatever. So, so yes, there, I haven't done the, I have done the tracking unsuccessfully for me personally. Um, But I also, to your point, I think one of the other ways that I do it is more, there are two things I want to do every day and, and so I know at the beginning of the day, I'm, I'm shooting for these two things there for sure. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the way I, yeah. I see and, it. And with all of these, it's find the one that works for you. Exactly. You know? so, so f- some people, it may 100%. be an app. Some people, it may be, I know a guy that keeps the calendar in his closet. And, you know, so whatever it is, I've just found that to be helpful as I'm trying to go through all of this. So, 
How can a non-disciplined leader become more disciplined? And we just gave him four ideas. So, you know, define what you really want. That what you want is improvement. That can help reframe this, have this perspective shift. It's not all or nothing. Discipline is going to be a bridge to help you get where you want to go. Start small. Don't underestimate just how powerful small little things every day can be. And maybe write some things down that will help you track uh, as you go along and try to add some discipline to your life. So, Cynthia, this was great. Thank you for sharing your journey. Sure, I think yeah. this is going to be helpful yeah. to a lot of leaders. It's been, so. been a great conversation today, guys. Good to be in studio with you. Thanks so much for listening to Here's What I'm Seeing. Never miss an episode by subscribing on Apple or Spotify or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please go over to adamtarno.com. Hit that free ideas button right up there in the top right-hand corner. Once a week, I send out an email filled with ideas to help you be a more engaging leader. As always, today's episode was mixed and edited by the amazing team over at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. That's all for today's episode. We'll talk to you again next time.